One, two, three, four. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah to the Hello, dear listeners. Thanks for tuning in to Notes on Spiritual Warfare. In this, in the last episode, we discussed the importance of standing in the, the gap for the poor and the needy and carrying the burdens of one another. Standing in the gap for the poor and needy is truly the heart of the Lord God. In this episode, I wanted to discuss with you a couple of dreams that I've had, but I also wanted to share with you a dream that I came across on YouTube, and I'd like to provide the interpretation of the dream because it is a dream that basically um, the Lord gave to, I believe her name is Veronica, and the name of the YouTube channel is Kingdom Living 771. And I believe this is a dream that signifies kind of both the last two episodes that I've published and shared with you guys, um, the dream about the kids in the church who are being led astray by a worship leader or by um, a church leader, as well as the episode that I posted regarding the poor and needy. Um, hearing her dream kind of put a couple of those, a couple of things in perspective for me, particularly the one where I told you I didn't want to post the episode about the poor and the needy, but I felt very moved. Like the Lord would not, He would not give me peace without doing it. Like He made it a burden that I would not move until uh, literally until I published it. That's when I felt relief about it. And so I just wanted to share these things with you because I think that they really go along with what it is that, um, um, those dreams were telling me and um, and also what um, the Lord has been speaking to me in this hour. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and I'll play the audio for you so that you can hear her explain her dream. And then I'll come back in with my interpretation. Now, I want to tell you guys to just kind of be patient. Um, the audio is not the best on her original video, which you'll find the link to in the description of this episode. Um, I mean, the video, her video is clear and her audio is great. You know, she has all the tools that she needs. But me, I didn't really have, um, I just kind of struggled pulling, extracting the video and finding the proper tools, um, particularly within the time frame that I have to get this published and get it um, out edited and get it out and so i'm just asking you to be patient i did prep it and make it pretty as much as i could <laughs> to try and make sure that you could hear everything that she's saying very clearly um but you know it's not going to be maybe as clear as you are hearing my voice now but it's going to be clear and you can hear it i also wanted to let you know that there's a part where in her video she plays a song that's copywritten. And so I didn't want to put that in this episode. And so I kind of like pulled that out and edited that out. And so you're going to hear like a weird part where she she's going and then she stops. And then I put um, pick the video back or put the audio back up where she's ex finished explaining the rest of her dream. So just so give you a heads up so that you're aware. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and play the audio and then I'll be back with my interpretation. With that being said, let's go into the dream. So the way the dream started out, I was in a school setting and it was made known that this was a high school and there were many people um, that were um, a part of this thing. 
and they were all represented as high school students. It was also made known to me that there was only one more day left before graduation was going to take place. So the scene ended up being where we went from the high school to now I'm seeing everybody on this school bus. Now the school bus is driving, it's being perceived as it's about to take everybody that's on the bus to their destination, but the bus ended up veering over to the side of the road. And she made it a point to tell everybody she needed to clean the windshields. So she got off the bus and I noticed that, you know how when you want to clean your windshields, you use the automatic um, sprayer, the uh, windshield wiper cleaner spray, and you'll see it start to spray the windshield and then the wipers will clean the residue off. That's what was being shown, but for whatever reason, she literally got off the bus and this started happening on its own. So once the windshield white, uh, the windshield became clean, she got back on the bus and she proceeded to drive. So now we're thinking, okay, she's about to drop everybody off to their destination. Well, she pulls over again and this particular place, nobody knew where they were. And for whatever reason, she wasn't able to take them any further. So you could see people confused. They were upset because they felt like she should have let them know so they could have made further arrangements to have somebody pick them up. And then it was shown where everybody had to get off of this school bus. She was giving um, directions to those who were inquiring about how do they get home from, you know, from where they were. And she was giving everybody directions. But in order for you to get to where you needed to go, you had to go on foot. So after that scene, you could see people going into different directions. Now, I saw myself at this point and my husband was next to me. And me and my husband, we were walking um, to see you know, where everybody was going and there was a group of people who were headed in a direction, but we didn't feel that was the right direction. So we went an opposite way. And when we turned around, there was an elevator and we got on the elevator. Once we got off of the elevator, there were two single file lines of nothing but high school students. And the way they looked, they looked like they were just not there. Like they were just standing there kind of zoned out but one by one they were approaching this guy who it seemed to be was a supplier of a particular um, beverage at the time I didn't know what type of beverage it was I thought at the time it was like some type of soda and he was pouring it from a, a spout of some sort and it was pouring into a glass a very clear glass and when he would fill it up, everyone that would come one by one in this line would drink out of this cup from a straw. And once they consumed all of it, then the next person would step up. So as I'm seeing this, I and my, me and my husband, we did not get in the line. 
we were moving towards the front of the line to see what was going on. And as I was observing this, I noticed that the bottle that was being poured in these clear glass, um, these clear glasses, um, it said bourbon written on the bottle. And me and my husband, we knew that we wasn't going to consume it. So we went from that situation outside. Now, once I entered outside, my husband was no longer there. And now I was seeing everything from a different view. So I no longer played a part from this point on. Now, the scene changed. And um, this time, I could see, again, many people. They were just kind of wandering on this path. And... It looked like just a, a regular pathway, and it was dark outside. It was it was nighttime, and all of a sudden, as people were just kind of walking, just trying to figure out where they go next, the earth literally just opened up from underneath this this walkway, this path that everybody was walking on, and as the earth opened up, the people that were already walking in the midst of where it opened immediately fell in and oh my gosh this is what gives me the creeps um when i saw what was inside of the earth after it opened i could see what looked to be um creatures that were covered in some type of stretchy material so when they move it was like whatever was on them would stretch it was very creepy something you would see in a horror movie and there were groans and moans of sound that was that was coming from these creatures and it was like they were the the moans would get louder because they knew they were about to be fed by these people who ended up falling into the earth after I saw that, there were other people that were literally hanging on by their nails. And this is what really just took me, um, like it was so hard to watch this scene because I felt so helpless. It's like you're seeing someone who's fighting for their life and there's nothing that they can do to save themselves. There's nothing or no one around them that can save them from a, just a horrendous type of way to die. And I could, it seemed like at this point, it zoomed in to the, to the hands, how it was hanging. And it's like where they were hanging, it was like they were right there where it cracked, where the earth opened and they were trying to gain strength to pull themselves out of it but there was no way they could they could get out of that situation and i just saw them just falling into this earth after i saw that the next scene it was like i was watching a breaking news and i'm looking at a tv screen and there's a news uh, a news segment and they're talking about this event that had just took place which is what I was seeing in this particular dream. And 
you could see from a distance as they were filming the location, you could see from a distance this smoke and debris kind of going up into the air, which was depicting the, the actual area where all of this had took place. Now, I don't know why the newscaster said that a bridge had collapsed. When I was looking at what had took place, it looked like just a normal pathway, just a, a normal um, walkway that you would walk on. But when I was looking at the news, she described it as a bridge had collapsed. And when she said that, I could see the mothers crying. And they were crying because of the children that had, you know, they had lost. And as they were showing the mothers crying, you could see images of pictures um, of the, the students who did not survive. And I know one of the mothers ended up losing two of her daughters um, in this accident. And it was very heartbreaking to witness this again, because, you know, as a mother, as a parent, you know, you feel for them. Another thing that they said on the news was that these people had been stranded for three days. Now, everything that I was being shown, it didn't seem like three days had passed, but there were actually three days. And another factor that I forgot to mention was there were situations within this particular setting um, before the earth had opened up where it was known that one of the students had brought drugs onto the school bus and there was a person one of the students had consumed some of these drugs and he was just kind of just acting crazy and just you know and it was made known that he took these drugs because he didn't know how to cope or deal with his anxieties of everything that was happening and how things were transpiring through each scene of the dream so um, but fast forward, there was a room set aside and the students who had survived, they were in this room and I be began to hear worship. You could see students lifting their hands in worship. There was a student praying, but there was such worship that was going up to the Lord. And all of a sudden, after that, I could hear a song being played. And the song that was being played was, I Told the Storm. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever heard this song. Um, it's a very beautiful song. And after this horrific situation had just took place, and here it is, you have the survivors of this event worshiping and as this song I told the storm started playing it showed me sitting amongst these group of people and I was singing along with this song but my voice was was overshadowing the voice of the record that was playing and as I was singing this song I began to go and worship and my hands were being raised and I just started speaking in tongues. And I was so in the, in the spirit of God, like just so caught up 
and took another student. He had a bucket of warm water and he just threw it on me. And I just remember from the top of my head all the way down, I could just feel this warm water. And it wasn't like anything that I believe was done in um, some type of, you know, mean situation. It was a way to gently help me come out of that worship because the next scene was showing that now the people were being escorted to freedom. So they went into this worship and after we came out of the worship, that's when they were rescued out of this this place. Okay, so there was a lot to that dream. And so I'm going to go step by step with you, breaking it down so that you can understand what the Lord is saying to her through this message that he gave her in this prophetic dream. So first, we she explains that she, start, she starts off in the school and it's a high school. And I have explained on my, um, pot, on my blog what it means to uh, have a dream about a school. And I even have a video posted, and I'll link that also in the description. So make sure you're uh, reading the description of this episode wherever you're streaming this from. And um, I'll post that in the description. But in the video, I explained that um, how I came to the understanding about what it means when you're having a dream about events happening inside of a school. Now, as I spoke with you guys about in the last episode um, where my son shared his dream about the kids being led away by a church leader. Anything that you're anytime you're dreaming, even though it may be elements that are existing in real life. You have to interpret those things first through the lens of the spiritual or through a symbolic lens. So you have to understand what it is representing spiritually first. Um, not to say that it's not something that can actually happen in real life. Okay. But if you're dreaming about it, it has a spiritual significance. And that is the understanding that you should be seeking first before anything else. So here we have her starting off in the school. And, um, and they're all high schoolers, right? And what, and then she's detailing the details of what's happening inside the school. So what you should understand about what it means when you dream about a school is that there is someone who is working to bring something to pass. Okay. So there's something that, um, some, there's a group or someone who is working in the spirit, okay, and typically it's in in darkness or a dark spirit or an evil. So this is an evil that's working in the spirit that the Lord is making known um, by this prophetic dream. So, you know, when you think about a school, this is somewhere where you go to learn. It's somewhere where you go to study. It's where you go to receive information, right? And so that's why... Um, that understanding should be had when you're dreaming about events that are happening inside of school. It means that whatever is happening in there, this is if someone is studying or working in the spirit to bring those things to pass or trying to figure out how to accomplish whatever is happening. OK, and also it should be understood that um, the level of, of the school represents um, uh, the the hmm, I don't want to say the power, but the 
the level at which that power that is working and bring those things to pass is operating. So let's say if it's an elementary school, that means that the power that's working, maybe they're either in the beginning stages of it, they're not sure how to accomplish it, and so they're in the beginning stages of trying to figure out how to bring it to pass. If it's in a middle school, then if they're in the middle stages. High school, that's kind of like, okay, we are getting near to the end stages. So kind of keep that in mind. So if it's like in a college, that means that, um, typically, whatever they're working to bring up to pass, like whatever events are happening in the college, whatever they're work, you're seeing, that means that they're working to bring something to pass that maybe in other um, other parts, parts and times in history, they've already accomplished, but they're trying to accomplish it at a higher level or a graduate level now. Okay, so bam. So now there she's in high side of high school. And then from there, they, they're on a school bus, right? Now, typically when you're dreaming about anything moving, every, you know, this is kind of like dream interpretation 101, right? Because I think generally speaking, people know what it means when you're in a car. So it's just kind of like your, your ability to mobilize or your mode of transportation in the spirit. So, you know, if you're in a compact car, you know, your regular personal car just kind of means like how you're mobilizing in the spirit. If you're in a bus or like a larger vehicle, you know, it just represents the ability to mobilize in the spirit. Same thing kind of like with um, thinking about airplanes and I don't want to get too far off into that because I have actually another episode where I'll discuss um, the symbolism of airplanes in a dream uh, that I'll be airing here shortly. So I want to stay focused on this for now. But just generally speaking, when you're inside of a vehicle or something that's getting you from one place or another, it's just signifying how your your ability to mobilize in the spirit. Okay, so now all the kids are on the school bus and there's someone driving and leading them somewhere, but no one knows where they're going. And at some part, uh, at some point as they're driving, the, the school bus stops so that the woman can clean the windshield. But the woman who's driving the bus gets off of the bus and the windshield begins to clean itself. So here, this is very indicative again, because remember this, we started off in the school where someone is making plans to, um, to bring something to pass. Now we're in the bus where, which is signifying that these are plans have been set in motion. So there's someone who's leading this, um, I assume that this is someone who is working, um, inside the school or who is charged with working with the students but here's the gag she's not really the one in charge right although she's the one driving the bus there's someone else operating or that um whose uh, rules or um lead that she's following because when you know usually when you turn on your windshield wipers that means that it's something obstructing your view you can't see how to move forward right so you have to stop until whatever is in your view is is cleaned off she gets off the bus she doesn't operate it usually when your windshield wipers come on it's from you hitting the button but she didn't do it she got off the bus and then it began to do it itself, meaning that there is some other power that's working there that is leading them, that she's following. And she had to stop. And at some point of the plan, 
Um, maybe the people have to check in, make sure everything is going the way that, you know, it's going. This is just my me just speaking how we would look in the natural. But in the spirit, she's being led by a, an unseen force to take these kids to a place where no one knows where they're going. Right. And she has to stop at some point because she's not sure where to go or she can't see. And so the unseen force comes in, makes the pathway clear or the windshield clear, because just as the same in a um, in real life, um, a windshield in the spirit is just representing um, moving forward in the spirit. Your windshield in a car helps you to see it, it it's adds a level of protection too. that's something else to know. It adds a level of protection, but it also allows you to be able to see where you're going when you're driving. So it's the same in the spirit. So she had to stop. Someone had to come in and rearrange, you know, get the, the vision clear for her again. Once that's done, she comes back on the bus and she continues driving. Now, from here, um, she leads them to a place where... Um, Again, no, she just drops them off kind of like what it sounds like in the middle of nowhere. And so then the people start getting upset. The kids are getting upset. They're like, hey, okay, why didn't you tell us? Like, we could have, you know, arranged for someone to be here to pick us up is what Veronica is saying in the video as um, what's happening in the dream. And so um, she said there were some kids, though, that although they were lost or they were in a place where they weren't sure where they were, they were inquiring or asking this woman about how to get back to where they were trying to go or like how to get back home. Okay. So again, now um, from the beginning, we have a people in a school who have a plan. They are, um, the plan obviously is something that will lead children astray or get them lost. And I think it's very significant that this is happening in a school setting. So these kids are away from their parents and they're, they're, um, something's happening where something they're being led into something, um, or led into doing something or led to a place where they're going to be, they're not going to know what they're doing. Okay, and there are no adults now. Um, Veronica, she's in this, but um, I'll talk more about the role I believe that they're playing because it's her and her husband in this dream. Okay, and she—they're kind of observing. There, she's she's seeing that she's a part of it, but um, also kind of observing too. Okay, so um, and. So the kids are lost and there are some who have enough of a mind to inquire and say, hey, how can I get from where I need to go from here? So some of the kids have the ability that although someone may be trying to confuse them in the spirit, they have the ability to find their way, they, their way back. OK, so that is something significant to note. Now, from there, um, she, she explains in the dream that well, however, you know, no matter where, which way you were going to go, because now everyone's dispersed to go off on their own after they've been led astray to come to a place where they don't know in the spirit, right? An unfamiliar place. Wherever, however you try to get back to the place that you do know or get back home, you have to go by foot. Now, this, in the dream, you know what I mean? Just typically in real life 
if you're walking somewhere and it's not leisurely or casually, you know, just something you're doing, you're walking around your neighborhood, even even if you are, typically when you're walking somewhere, that means that it's going to take you much longer than it does um, if you go by bus like they did when they got there. Um, or if you go by plane or any other way where you can get there quickly, right? And so what it's saying is that once these kids are put into a place that's unfamiliar to them, it's going to be hard for them to get out, right? And that goes back to the significance of the children who, although they were lost in the spirit or they were lost, okay? Because remember, everything is supposed to be understood symbolically. So although they were in an unfamiliar place in the spirit, they were able to ask the right questions and know what to do to try to get back home. You understand? And so the, now once they're in this unfamiliar place, they can't come out except with through a hardship. So walking is just representative, you know, long. It's, it's going to take more time. It's going to um, it may be hard. You may have to go through some hard terrain. Um, typically just, it's going to put you, it's going to take you some work to get to where it is you're trying to go to. Right. And much longer work than it would that if you had two wheels, you know, by even a bicycle, even now in the dream, she's, everybody's dispersed and they're going their own way. And she sees her and her husband see people generally going in a certain direction, but she doesn't believe, or they don't feel that that is the right way. Um, so they turn around and when they turn around, they see an elevator. Now an elevator in a dream or in a dream state is symbolic of just, again, just moving from one place to another quickly. You know, when you want to get somewhere, you're on the first floor and you're trying to get to the third. You, If you are not in a rush or, you know, you don't want to put in too much work. Again, if you don't want to walk and put in a work, you, you're going to take the elevator, right? Rather than the stairs. So the elevator just means that... Um, in the spirit, you're, it's just leading you to one from one place to another progressively. Um, it generally progressively, because if you think about um, when you're on an elevator, it has to stop at each floor, right? Until it, it gets to the floor where you're trying to go. So they get on the elevator and in the spirit, the elevator progressively takes them to this place where... Um, when they go out, there's two lines of teenagers. It just is, again, it's significant to me that these are all kids. It's all teenagers. And the teenagers are kind of, you know, she says right then and there, they're kind of out of it. She's not, you know, they just kind of look like, you know, I thought zombie like when she's, when she was describing it, but you know, they just kind of look like they're just, they're, they're out of it, right? They're not in their right mind. They're not very conscious of what's going on around them. And so um, she says that she notices that the there's a, a, a man who has something that's been in a glass, um, that's been poured in a glass, and the glass is clear, okay? And when she sees it, she thinks that it's soda, but she realizes at some point that it's not soda, it's actually bourbon. So alcohol or a, um, basically something that is acts as a sedation or an inhibitor, right? And so um, 
here we here we are again this is the next part of the plan that's been set in motion from the time that they left the school right so these are the things that are working in the spirit so um uh, remember it's it can be you know generally speaking actually what it's showing so it could be someone trying to figure out actually how to get alcohol into the hands of teens in a legal way but the first um, understanding has to come through the spirit first and so you have to say okay well um, as i said alcohol is a sedator it's an inhibitor it's something that you know kind of slows your system down a little bit um, remember when she went up there the first thing she noticed that the kids are kind of looking dazed and out of it right and one by one each of them are taking turns drinking what he's giving to them okay it's not like he's poor he's they, each person has their own cup and he's just walking around pouring it into into the cup he they go to him with the cup in his hand as the person who is um and he's and he's the one who's responsible for refilling the glass for each of the kids to be able to drink from it and she says they drink from it until it's gone now i think it's significant to note that that the kids aren't the ones who have their own individual cups and the cups are being filled and then they're giving it to themselves no it is an adult there and remember what we discussed in that last stream with my son there's one adult and the one adult who's there is leading the children into deception. And so this man who is responsible for these teenagers on some level, right? Because he's the adult there. Um, and her and her husband, again, I'll get to the importance and I think the role that her and her husband are playing in this. Okay. Um, so let's just pretend that they're just observing because that's kind of how she's explaining it to me anyway. Or not to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is kind of how she's explaining it in the dream, you know, in her video in the dream. Just, she's her and her husband are going from scene to scene and seeing these things happen occur. And so, the the one adult who's there, he's the one who is giving them this bourbon or this alcohol that appears as one thing on the surface but is really another and that is something that i think again relates back to the dream that my son shared with you guys um in the a couple of episodes back because on the surface you know you're taking your kids to church um or wherever you may be taking them where you're entrusting someone with their spiritual growth right and um on the surface it just looks like they're having fun they're just going to these cool events but um on an on, on the another hand, where you aren't necessarily able to see, there's a deception that's working at the and it's being led by the hand of the person who's in charge of your children. And so that's what this man is doing. And notice they're not eating anything. They're drinking it. And that is significant because remember Christ Jesus said that he is the living water and anyone who comes to him shall never thirst again. So rather than the, the pure water, of Christ or the gospel these children are even just pure water right they're not receiving even if it was just soda they're not receiving pure water right they're receiving something that's filled with things that you know different additives and things that aren't necessarily healthy to the human body but the significance also too is when she first looked at it and saw it she thought it was soda so 
you know, of course, any of us would rather our kids to just drink soda than bourbon, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, you know, again, this is uh, indicative of something working in the spirit where on the surface level, it looks harmless, but actually it's very harmful to our children and um, working against them in the spirit. So um, from there, she's talking about how, you know, she when they saw that it was really bourbon and what was really going on, they knew that they weren't going to drink any of that. And then from there, uh, the scene changes and now she's alone and her husband is gone. Okay. Now this is where we begin to see how the Lord is speaking to her in a, in a different way, but in still in relation to what it was that I spoke to you guys about in nobody cares about the poor episode, because now, um, throughout the dream, but I believe, um, well, first, let's just discuss. Okay, so first, let's discuss. So she's she's alone now, and she's she distinctly says and points out, I'm no longer a part of it. I'm just kind of observing now. And what I observe is, is that there's some people walking. And as they're walking, the earth suddenly opens up beneath them, and they fall in. And the people who were already ahead, walking ahead, um, and she and she did mention that it was dark at this time. Okay, and we know what darkness represents in the spirit. We've discussed that before. So they're walking in darkness, and the earth suddenly opens up, and those who are already far ahead in it, they fall into the earth. But there are some who who um, begin to fall in. But there, um, you know, she mentions that she sees them holding on for dear life. And at this point, her vision zooms in and she can see like the scratch marks, their nails holding on to the earth, fighting for dear life. And because she's an observer and there's really nothing that she can do, but she sees that the person is trying in all their power, all that they can do. But because there's, she specifically says there's no one there to help them and they don't, and they're not able to help themselves. And that goes directly back to what I was explaining. And nobody cares about the poor. Because as I told you guys, you never know what evil is working. You never know. And and people look down on the poor and they look down on the needy. When the poor and the needy, they're called the working poor. They're, they may be doing all that they can. But because they don't have a helper, they don't have anyone standing in the gap for them. The evil that is working and is constantly working at all times is swallowing them up in the spirit. Because remember, understand this is in the spirit that these people are being lost. And the Lord God is not willing that anyone should perish. Right? But he's aware of the evil that's constantly working with the poor and the needy and those who have no helper. And so I think it's insignificant to point out that she, when the scene changes, she's, she's by herself as a single woman. And these are still kids or people who are, um, walking in darkness, um, and are getting, are getting swallowed up. So what's happening here and the significance that I believe that her and her husband or what her and her husband did play in this is notice that she was in the dream with her husband, 
right? Now, spiritually and in real life, when a woman is married, this woman, she has a covering, right? There's someone there who has her back. If she falls down, he can, he can be standing and he can pick her back up. Um, and he's not just her covering, but he's the covering for the household, right? But the dream, what the dream is saying is whatever is coming, whatever is working in the spirit, it is working to attack not only those with the covering, but those without a covering too. It's working for ev for the, for the households and towards the kids of both married and unmarried. And that is what you see represented with her and her husband in the beginning. So the kids who are coming from you know um, two-parent homes or kids who are coming from um, homes that um, are you know where there may be some sort of a hedge right um, maybe higher income right um, there in notice she didn't mention that in this part of the dream where her husband there was she didn't say anything about darkness being there right not to say that there isn't, but, you know, spiritually, she's not saying anything about darkness being there. They start off in the school, and then from there, they, they go on a bus, and then from there, their kids get taken to a place where they're lost. Some kids are able to um, have enough of a mind, meaning they were trained spiritually, perhaps coming from homes, or they've been equipped with what they need so that if they get lost, you know what the scripture says, if you train up a child in the way in which they should go, when they are old, they shall not stray far from it. So though they may stray, they know how to get back home. You, you know what I'm saying? You understand? They know how to get back to safety in the spirit. Okay. Um, but there are some who may get lost and may end up going the wrong way. And they don't have, you see what I'm saying? But notice that it's her and her husband. So these are the kids of the people who, who, um, who are married or who may be, you know, in those upper classes or in classes where there's some short sort of a hedge. But also too, um, in the next scene, there's something working in the spirit against these particular kids where if I can't get them lost in this way, well, I'll try to get them lost by giving them something, maybe some type of doctrine. Because remember, he's he's um, giving them something to drink, right, to quench whatever thirst they may have in the spirit. OK, so understand this is in the spirit. So they're thirsting in the spirit and he's providing them with something, but it's not something that is clean and it's pure. It's something that's going to sedate them, make them zombie like something that's um, basically not going to allow them to be ready to stand or fight against whatever may be coming against them. OK, and so her her husband are observing in this state, too. Right. And then moving on from there, um, immediately the next scene changes. And as a single woman, right? And I, again, she she distinctly says, I'm no longer a part of it. Because in real life and in, and in spirit, she has a covering. She's So in the spirit, she's not a single woman. But now she's more observing. So now that she's by herself and her covering is gone, which is representative of the poor and needy, those who have no helper, what we discussed in the last episode, now she's seeing what's happening for them and their households and their children. So they're more susceptible. It's dark where they are. You know, they're fighting, you know 
know, she sees people fighting and trying to hold on, but they're unable to hold on because in all their power, they don't have enough power to uphold themselves and there's no one around to help them. Okay. And they're falling into this abyss with these um, demonic entities. I mean, she calls them um, these things <laughs> is what she says. Um, essentially, they're monsters, but ultimately, they're demonic entities. Um, and again, it's telling you what is working in the spirit. There's something coming where in the spirit, if there is no covering, if there is no one standing in the gap, um, and even for those who may have a covering, um, if they're not properly equipped, then whatever these beings are, they are waiting to snatch you. Okay? And snatch the children of those um, who also are are without the covering and walking in darkness in the spirit. Okay. And so we know um, that this is true because as the dream continues on. Oh, wait. Forgot about the most significant part of the dream. <laughs> yes, Lord God. I'm sorry, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that leads me. So now we have the most significant part of the dream. And this is something that I definitely do want to speak about. And I know the Lord wants to point out because this is something I've been saying everywhere that I can say it, where I have a platform and a voice is that there is a very high level of deception working right now. And the Lord has shown it to me. and He allows me to see it every day where there are certain judgments that he's allowing to come. And there are certain judgments that he's made regarding certain things that is being hidden by deception, right? So instead of saying, well, there's 10 tornadoes in this place that there normally aren't 10 tornadoes, that means that God is trying to give us a warning. They say, oh, it's global warming. You guys have to stop the greenhouse gases. We've got to figure out how to go green and carbon free by 2030, right? So it's things like that that are working. Um, and this is what this part of the dream is saying, right? So, so she's, the, the scene switches from where she sees the people falling into the earth. And then she goes to a place where she's watching the TV, now, we've discussed this again um, in my uh, the episode where I discussed, you know, people dealing with sexual sin. And we prayed about that. And if that's something that you struggle with or know someone who may be struggling or if you just you don't know, you just want to make sure, you know, everybody got an opportunity to be set free. You know, please go to the episode, download it and share it with someone that for whom you care. But. In the episode, I discussed the symbolism of what it means when you see a television in a dream. And basically what it means is that something is being produced, right? And usually it's being produced in deception. So um, there's a deception working. So someone is figuring out uh, how to put a message together to feed to you, to give you a certain perspective or understanding. And that is what she's saying because she's saying, well, in the spirit, she just came through this whole, these three different scenes where she's seen the truth about what's really going on so that in the spirit, there's something working against the families, right? And particularly the children of the families. But on the TV, it's just simply saying, well, a, a bridge collapsed, <laughs> right? A bridge collapsed. And you're like, and she, and she says like, and I know that that didn't happen because what I saw was just a pathway, Right. But they're talking about a bridge collapse and um, she could see on the news the mothers who were crying for their children. 
Okay. Now, again, that's significant because we're, we come out of the the scenes where the Lord is explaining to her what's happening in the spirit to these children or what is being planned to happen. Okay. It's what's being planned to happen. And once whatever it is happens, it's a calamity that happens, right? That they just call it a bridge that collapsed. But the mothers, and because now what it's showing you is what's going to be produced in the um, natural realm to explain what's happening in the spirit. Right. That's what that sh that's telling you. So the newscaster is saying that the bridge collapsed and now the mothers are crying for their children. But again, the mothers are crying for their children because they're and I And I would really like to ask her, um, did she perceive that these were single mothers or were these just like, you know, I, I would would like to know that. But I have yet to uh, be able to get that information but when i do i'll make sure to let you guys know but either way you know we just we've seen whether you married or you not married there's something working in the spirit to come against the children and um and this is the end result so from there though what we know is that also and as i've also said though there is a time of judging judgment coming it doesn't mean i also know that there's a time of recompense coming the lord continually continually speaks this to me he continually speaks it to me he speaks it to my son and so um and just different dreams and things that he's been showing me in his word um it, it there it's it's a time coming where things are going to be set right. Some, something's working where one thing is going to be cast down so that something else can be uh, can be built up. And so um, and it is a work of the Lord. And so while there is calamity and judgment and scary things happening, there are those who are kept safe and brought into a place of safety, right? Um, or not even they're in a, they're kept in a place of safety through their worship. But all, but once the calamity has passed, they are rescued out and, you know, off into whatever comes next after that. Right. And so that's what she explains in her dream, that they're the ones who were able to escape. Those ones were the ones who were um, in the, you know, she heard them singing. I told the storm. Right. So we know that there's a storm. There's something coming and there's a storm that's working in the spirit. But those who are in the Lord or are in, know how to get in the secret place of the Lord are kept safe. And then there's a significant part where she says, like, she, when she comes in, she's the one, right? As the mother, as the wife of the all the kids in here, the one, you know, again, we have a kind of like a, a, a balancing of sorts. So on one part of the dream, we see where there are adults who are leading the children astray. But now we have another part of the dream where there are adults who are preparing the children who are praying with the children. Listen carefully. There, there. She's praying with the children. She's worshiping the Lord. Cause notice that she says that although they're all in there singing the song, when she starts singing, her voice rises above everyone else's because she 
you know, which is representing in the spirit, the power that she's holding when she's speaking and praying over the children, when she's worshiping the Lord regarding the children as the leader, as the one who's responsible, right? Now, she doesn't say that she's the one who is responsible for the children. I'm telling you that in the spirit, in this dream, that is what it's representing. In the place where the children are, where there is a leader or an adult or someone who is responsible for them or looking after them um, is focused on the Lord and following the Lord, they are kept safe. You understand? And so when the storm passes, all of them are led out to safety. And so um, that is what I want to share with you guys regarding that dream and um, the interpretation. And um, again, I, I felt very moved when I when I listened. To, <laughs> and it's funny because I had listened to the dream before and then forgot about it. And then when I sat down, because the Lord has been speaking to me about things that he wanted me to get on here and share with you, I had a completely different way I was going to go. Trust me, I did. Um, I'm still going to go there. I'm still going to, you know, record that. But, um, you know, it was funny, weird, because I was going to pull up some other dreams that I was going to interpret on a different episode. And this one came up just out of the blue. And, you know, he just spoke to my spirit and said, this one you know and so I listened to it again and I said okay because I saw the video I believe um, before I even recorded the last podcast um, episode and so you know I didn't really um I just didn't put two and two together the way that I I have today um you know after being in prayer and just asking him to lead me the way that he wanted me to go with this so um um I did want to share um, something else that I had in regarding a dream because um, there's a dream that I shared some time ago on um, on my blog and I discussed about the man of sin and his time approaching and it wasn't really a dream more it was a vision that's the only vision I've ever had in my life well no okay I'll take that back I just recently had another one <laughs> sorry okay so um but th that one's irrelevant. But before, up at this point, I had never had a vision before. And this was in 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic before everything. Like literally I had it in, I think, um, February or like the end of February or beginning of March. And so of 2020. Um, so like everything that's hap that we know and understand now, we had no clue. We had no clue what was coming. Um, and, and so, um, I remember I was in between like being asleep and being awake and, um, this, this image came into my mind and it was just a blacked out image. And, but I could tell it was like, um, like a, 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 a profile figure of a baseball player, but it was completely blacked out. Like how you, you would see just like a. Oh, like if you're watching TV and they just um, put the blackout since I don't know, it was just blacked out. He was there was nothing, just a just a profile of the figure. And um, it when I saw it, it just felt very ominous to me. Like I, I felt like, oh, this is, you know, this isn't right. It went away and then it came back to me again. And so because it went away and I woke up 
And when I was while I was awake and trying to think like, what was that? Like, what was that about? I guess I went back into this like halfway sleep, halfway dreaming, um, halfway awake, halfway dreaming stage. And the image came to me again. And I said to the Lord, like, Lord, what is this? What does this um, mean? And he said, the time, the man of sin, his time is approaching. And when I saw that it was the, the blacked out figure of a baseball player, I asked the Lord, like, well, what is the significance of the baseball uniform? Like, why is it like a baseball player? And he said that because this is a man of renown and a man of old. And when he told me that, I understood that what he was saying, you know, he was making the comparison of baseball being America's favorite pastime, right? So baseball has is just as American as apple pie. It's something that's old and it's something that is renowned across this country, you know. And um, but also too, the point that he was making is not necessarily the man, but the spirit is is what he is referencing there's a spirit that will work through a man that is a spirit of renown in a spirit that is of old that has been working for a long time and so i wanted to share that with you because i truly truly believe that that is the time that we are in right now we are at the cups cusp or the the precipice of the um the revealing of the man of sin you know and um, there are things that are working, you know, right now, even that I think many of us are just kind of taking for granted. But the reason why you don't feel settled, there's just something in your spirit. If you are, you know, even just a little bit in tune, guys, you got to you have got to feel that something's not right. Even with, you know, them saying, oh, we're taking away this and we're, you know, we're no longer requiring this. Something's not right. And that's because we are in the middle of a storm and there is something working in the spirit that you cannot see, but it is working against you nonetheless. And it is in, it is pertinent that you be in prayer, that you stand in the gap. Make sure you're standing in the gap. If you don't even know how, if there's no one that you feel like you know who's poor and needy, well, just think about if you were homeless or if you didn't have a vehicle or if you, you know, were in a situation where something happened and you didn't have what you would need, what would you want someone to pray for you? There's something coming, guys. And, um, and I, and I really feel that the, that there's not enough people who are spiritually prepared. Because canned foods are not going to save you, okay? Um, they'll save you in your body, but if someone comes and kills you, then it, it can do nothing to help you. Because the dead see, they don't hear, they don't eat, they don't drink. Gold and silver is not going to save you. It may help you if everything happens to collapse, but there's a long time. We have a lot of things that are going to happen before the things that you guys, I hear that you guys are preparing for across social media. Okay. There's some things that are going to be happening. And the Lord God said, the gold and silver is mine. And that, and even that will not save you in the day of his wrath. That's what he said. The only thing that's going to save you is what it says in the book of Proverbs, which is 
you you can prepare you can prepare the horse for battle but the victory rests with the Lord God so you have to be standing with him and under the shadow of his wing because remember the kids weren't in there you know stacking up gold and silver and stacking up canned goods and um you know if, you know, figuring out how to get food from the internet that will last them for 25 years in case of an, a nuclear holocaust. No. They were singing to the Lord songs of deliverance, songs of victory. I told the storm, I told the storm, you, you shall cease. You must cease. So I just wanted to come on here and share that with you guys because I really felt like you know, again, her dream just really signified you, he, the Lord is showing her, you know, he spoke it to her in a different way, you know. But again, to me, that just signifies that you, you never know what evil is working. There's something working in the spirit and you have to be spiritually prepared to stand against it. In the spirit, you have to be prepared to stand against it. Otherwise, you're going to fall. So... Alright, I have some other things I want to record so I can get it out and share it with you guys. And um, so that'll be all for now. And Lord willing, I'll talk to you in the next one. One, two, three, four. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah to the
ได้